0: Man, all right, check this out. There was this uh, devoted wife, ladies. Listen. And she spent her entire lifetime taking care of her husband. Right, ladies? Yeah. Sensitive topic. Uh, let's move on. And, and now, unfortunately, though, he was slipping in and out of a coma for several months. And yet, she stayed there by his bedside every single day. Faithful. And when he came to his senses, John, check this out. Uh, he motioned for her to come near to his side. And, and she sat there beside him. And, and he, says, he says, you know what? He says, you've been with me through all the bad times. I mean, when I got fired, you were there to support me. And when my business failed, you were there. And when I got shot, you were right there by my side. When we lost the house, you gave me support, and when my health was starting to fail, you were still by my side, and you know what? And his wife gently says, what, dear? He says, I think you bring me bad luck. No, that was not John. <laughs> that's right. Ruth. Ruth's great, also. Okay. Now, speaking of that guy, how many guys would say that guy's troubles was just about to begin? You know what I'm saying? How many guys say he's probably going back into the coma? Okay, is so what with that comment there, okay? And here's the point if we can all agree, is uh, our marriages sometimes they can be full of those kind of troubles, right? Okay, yeah, unfortunately. And uh, apparently that's why one guy said this Listen, when a man holds a woman's hand before marriage, hey, that's love. But after marriage, it's self defense. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And as always, the theme is this. You got that one done. Uh, the theme is this. Hey, listen, Bill. Let's be honest, man. Is this the kind of relationship that God had in mind when he instituted marriage back in the Garden of Eden? No. no, that's the awesome news. Absolutely not. Now, we need to acknowledge that Adam and Eve blew it in the Garden of Eden, so they blew it for the chances of having that perfect marriage. But the good news is Christian. We do not have to resign ourselves to a life of personal pain and silent suffering. It just means it's going to take some time, and it's going to take some work why because marriages contrary to the of society are not made in heaven marriages are made where they're built where right here on earth therefore we're going to do it God's way hello he knows what he's talking about and we're going to continue our study a marriage built to last built God's way and we've already seen that's right the first step in building that lasting marriage the amazing proof that's right four weeks strong give it up for Oz and Michaela that men and women are different you guys got it just how different are you The silence tells it all. Let's move on. Uh, The second step is to acknowledge that love is an action. It's not a feeling, hello, it's a self-sacrificial action, purely for the benefit of another person, the same kind of love that God gave us through Jesus Christ, amen? That's what will hold your marriage together. The third step was, uh, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Hey, it's a good time to have some romance once in a while, right, ladies? Men, take that as a clue. Okay, all three of you. Uh, But anyway, the need for romance, okay? And last time, if you were here, we began the fourth step, and that was the need for what? Communication. Let me communicate that again. The need for communication. And what we saw is if we're going to avoid communication breakdown in our marriages, we've got to consider two things. Number one, you need to give each other some time. That's common sense, but we live in a crazy rat race society today, don't we? We don't take the time. we got to give some time. And number two, you might need to give some clarity, okay? And what we saw is we do not need to babble on and on and on and on. Or we don't need to interrupt every five seconds. we got to give each other some time to share, right? Or time to think about it or some time to cool off, okay? And we need to be prepared. Guess what? They may not get it. So you might need to uh, give them the benefit of the doubt, even though it makes sense to you, you need to come up with something, a word picture like we saw the Bible uses, a way to creatively get your point across in a way that they can understand so they can move on from there. Amen? Okay, but that's not all. The third practical way, if we're going to avoid communication breakdown, still on that topic, that's how important it is. The third practical way is we need to give each other some ear. Turn to somebody and say, hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay, t- <laughs> the key word is listen. Oh, wow. Li- turn, say listen. Will you listen? Okay, I'm telling you, this is, should be our top priority when it comes to communication. But I didn't say it. God did. Open your Bibles to James chapter one. This should be the number one thing we focus on when we start to the, uh, the process of communication. James chapter one, verses 19 to 22. Let's take a look there. James chapter one. And... Uh, Let's take a look at what he's talking about there. He's talking about uh, uh, the aspect of listening, okay? Uh, and then you need to be doing, okay, is the context here, listening and doing. And uh, here's what he says, verse 19, uh, James. Now he says this, he says, first of all, my dear brothers, now take note of this. Now, now what's he mean by take note of this? Launch a committee, discuss this some weeks in advance. No, pay attention, pay attention. This is important is what he's saying. Take note of this, Everyone, how many is that? That's all people, okay. Should be quick to what? Listen, number one priority. Not just listen, quick to listen. Then you need to be the reverse, slow to what? Slow to speak and then certainly slow to what? become angry why because man's anger does not bring about the righteous light that god desires therefore get rid of that stuff get rid of all that moral filth get rid of that evil that's so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you now listen after you get done listening don't just listen to it then what do it. do it put it into action otherwise you're deceiving yourself can i translate that for you you're wasting your time Now, folks, this is a huge, uh, powerful uh, tool when it comes to communication in our marriages. And I think we kind of skip over this aspect. The Bible says that we are not merely to listen to the word of God and so deceive ourselves. We are to do it, right? We are to listen. Yes, take heed. But you need to, at some point, put that thing into action. Okay? Now, here's the irony. That's what the word of God says. But what does the word of God say we need to be doing? What do we need to put into action? The first thing you need to do is what? You need to be quick to listen, right? You need to be slow to speak, and you certainly should be way down on the list, should be that slow to become angry thing, right? When we communicate, right? Now here's the problem, if we're honest with ourselves, most of the time, what are we doing? (laughs) We're doing the exact opposite, aren't we? Man, we are fast to speak, woo! Fast to get angry, and what, what, what did you say? We do the exact opposite. We don't even uh, listen, okay? But, and here lies the problem. You see, we can work real hard at what we saw last week when it comes to communication. Okay, I'm going to commit that time. I- I'm going to even spend the time to maybe give you some time, ladies, to cool off or guys to think about it. I'm going to commit that time. I'm going to give you time to share. I'm not going to babble on and on. I'm not going to interrupt you uh, every five seconds. I'm going to give you that time. In fact, I'm going to assume that maybe, even though it makes sense to me, I'm going to try to provide clarity so you understand what I'm saying. You can go through all that, listen, but if the other person isn't listening, guess what? You're wasting your time. And you're never going, it's a waste. You'll never get out of communication breakdown. So uh, we're going to talk about just this one aspect today. Okay, giving each other some ear. And I want to break it down for us so it can become effective. Okay, because it's not just listening. You need to listen effectively. And the first thing we need to be aware of is whatever you do when you start to listen, beware of ignoring them. Okay, beware of ignoring them. And uh, this is what we're going to see in the passage here, possibly Again. Let's try it again. All right, theme song for Jeopardy. Let's try it again. Second week in a row. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep it going. <laughs> hey, keep going. Mm-hmm, mm. Bump it up a key. <laughs> okay, I think we're there. How are you guys doing? Man. Praise God. You know what? The first thing we need to do is we need to be aware of ignoring them. Is that pretty plain there? Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Hey, did you guys know that it's actually good to pay attention to what somebody's trying to say to you? Okay, it's pretty basic, but it's very important. And uh, it is vitally important. In fact, because here's the problem. If we're not paying attention to what somebody's saying, okay, you can miss out on some very important details, right? Uh, seriously, what, what happened with uh, this guy? There's this uh, woman who was concerned about her husband. Uh, who had uh, joined the Navy, right? And so she handed a prayer request to the pastor, which read, I kid you not, George Bowen, B-O-W-E-N, that's his last name. George Bowen, having gone to sea, his wife desires the prayers of the congregation for her safety, right? But the pastor, he read the note to the congregation this way. George Bowen, having gone to sea, his wife desires the prayers of the congregation for his safety. (laughs) He wasn't paying attention, was he? Okay, and he got the whole thing messed up. And that's the whole point, folks. In all seriousness, the reason why he got mixed up is because he wasn't paying attention. And the Bible says, listen, if you're going to be a wise person, if you're going to be a wise spouse, uh, if you want to work through your problem and communicate, you have to listen. If you're going to get the wisdom, you need to fix the problem. And this is what Proverbs says right out of the gates. Chapter 1, verse 5 says this. Let the wise, what? Listen, why? Why? Because when you listen, you add to their learning, and you get discerning, uh, uh, you get discernment for your guidance, is what he's talking about there, okay? The Bible says we are not only to listen, but we listen to gain wisdom, and when we gain that wisdom by listening, this is what gives us good, accurate guidance how to proceed forward, right? Common sense, but we don't do it. And what we're doing is, is unnecessarily, uh, we're always looking for shortcuts, you know, we just... We just, it, it's the exact opposite of what James says. You need to be quick to listen. Man, we don't. We're always looking for shortcuts like this guy. Let's look, look at what he came up with, all just to avoid uh, listening. Let's take a look. Men, we all love women, their warmth, their sensitivity, their smiles, especially when they have teeth. But sometimes, men, it's not always easy listening to the words that are coming out of their mouths. The constant blah, 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 yakety, yak, 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 As soon as you come home from a hard day's work, is enough to drive a man insane. That's why I invented these. The I'm listening to you eye patches. Just pop these in when she starts yakking, and you will enjoy endless hours of relaxation. Since all our friends are buying houses, and everybody's buying a house everywhere. Like, people are buying houses in Miami, Miami, Miami. I- I'm everywhere I go, it's like everybody has a house, something's going on. It's like, how can I be down? I want to I wanna be able to do all that. Yeah. And you know what would be even better? Once we save all this money, we will go ahead and think about buying something, even if it's something like for real estate or No, You know what she tells me? She wants to fight with me. She's fighting with me now, and I'm telling her. I was at the store the other day and they wanted, they really wanted me to buy this, this merchandise and I'm like, look, I'm very, very sorry but I'm not interested. She goes and she wants to do her own thing and at the end, you know what she says, listen, you know what, I should have listened to you. I, are you listening to me? But I always know that I could talk to you. Thank you for listening, honey. You're such a good listener. I love it. Every, t- every time I need to talk to you about something, you're always there for me and you listen. I'm listening eye patches available in dark brown, blue, and cataracts. Now, you know, what? I had to get the battery working, man. Oh, hey, how many of you guys are going to go out and make your own eye patches? Paul, oh, no, wrong time. Raise your hand, dude. Put it down. Put it down. What are you doing, man? That was a trick. Okay, but seriously, folks, don't even get any idea of trying to make up those eye patches. You can't have any shortcuts. I mean, it doesn't work anyway. I already tried it, but no, but seriously, uh, no, it, it, listening is important, Okay. There are no shortcuts, okay? Even though, yeah, sometimes it might be kind of painful and sometimes it goes on longer than what you thought or were hoping, but do it anyway. That's what Proverbs says. This is how we gain wisdom. This is how we get the guidance we need to make it not around, not over, not under, but through our problems in marriage. And if we can't do something as simple as listen and pay attention to what the other person's saying, how are we going to make it through our difficulties? How are we going to make those wise choices? And not only that, think about this, guys. Flip it around. Not listening is one of the rudest things you could ever do. I mean, think about it. There's nothing worse than finally getting around to, to spilling your guts uh, to somebody, and instead of them listening, they're looking at the fly on the wall. They, they can't even shut the TV off. They can't peel their eyes off the TV. They got that glazed look in their eyes, and you know they're listening. Uh, they're, doing, they're thinking about something else. They, they might as well have those eye patches on okay? Uh, the, their, their body's there, but their brain's done checked out. The cheese has slid off the cracker. The peas done rolled out the casserole. They're not there. You know what I'm talking about. It's rude, okay? And at that point, when that happens to us, when we're trying to communicate, what do we do? We do what we typically do. We're very quick to get angry, very quick to speak, because we're slow in the listening department. Now, listen to this. Uh, Dr. Lacey Couch, One of the instructors in the seminary always made this point. Said this, listen, when it comes to effective communication, here's your good visual. Here's the rule. We need to have elephant ears and a bird's beak. When you engage with your mindset into communication, listen, husbands, wives, listen, people, we need to have an elephant's ears and a bird's beak. It's not that hard to figure out, folks. If we are going to be effective listeners, give them an ear, don't ignore them. We have to listen up. We have to pay attention if we're gonna have healthy communication for a healthy marriage. The second thing we need to be aware of is don't deny their feelings, okay? Don't, you know, if you're not ignoring but you can still mess it up by denying their feelings, okay? You see, even after we finally do get around to listening, we can experience communication breakdown by denying the other person's feeling. We basically shoot them in the foot right out the gates when they're trying to get started. Okay? And we do that two ways. The first way we do it is with our words. We deny a person's feelings with our words. Proverbs says this, chapter uh, 25, verse 12, uh, says this, like an earring of gold, you know, something valuable, uh, or an ornament of fine gold is the rebuke of a wise judge to a what? A listening ear, okay? Now that tells us folks sometimes that wisdom isn't just gonna come by listening Listen, it says sometimes it's going to come uh, via something we don't particularly like to hear. It's called a rebuke, right? But you've got to listen to it anyway. And once again, this is where we get into trouble, okay? For instance, when our spouse or that person we're trying to communicate with, uh, they finally get around to sharing what's on their heart, and maybe they're moving towards something, that is a rebuke. It, it is pointing out an area that we need to work on. We don't necessarily like to hear it. It feels like a rebuke. Listen, here, then all of a sudden we go, bang. We interrupt them with these negative words. We go, oh, no, 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 no. All right, come on, th- that's not true. Come on, no, 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 Oh, come on, that's, you're, you're overinflating. This is crazy. It's like, uh, can, can I finish my statement? And usually the reason why we do that is because we don't necessarily like listening. It's not pleasing to the ear what they're trying to share with us. They're pointing things out that we need to work on. They're giving us a rebuke. And when we continue to shoot them down before they can even finish a sentence, it's a huge stumbling block, okay? We're constantly denying the validity of what they're trying to share, and it's extremely frustrating. Now, what indeed, after you let them share, it, maybe it is uh, false. Maybe it is overinflated. But how in the world are you ever going to know if you don't let them get out of the gate and uh, experience, okay? But negative words, listen, shoot them down. No, you don't. This isn't true. That's not the only way that we deny somebody else's feelings with our words. The other words, uh, the other way we do it is with the dreaded, that's right, what I said was the silent treatment. You know where I'm going with this, okay? And folks, the sad thing about giving your spouse the silent treatment, I'll get you, ha, 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 is that usually it usually has the opposite effect of what you intended. Like this lady learned, check this out, there's this husband and wife and they recently had this huge argument and they, they didn't talk to each other, listen, for, for days, days. And so finally, on the third day, the husband asked where one of his shirts were. And the wife said, oh, oh, I said, so now you're talking to me. And the husband, he, he was confused. He said, what are you talking about? And the wife challenged him by saying, well, haven't you noticed I haven't spoken to you for three days? And the husband replied, no, I, I just thought we were getting along. <laughs> you know, guys, we, you know what I'm talking about. right? <laughs> But here's the point, guys, that, 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 that lady, she thought she was getting back at her husband, right? With the old silent treatment, okay? But her little game of no words didn't deliver what she thought it would. Now, here's the point. Folks, I'm telling you, come on, we're adults. We're Christian adults. And as long as we act like little kids and play the game of silent treatment, how can we ever expect to get around to having an adult conversation to work through our problems, That doesn't fix anything, okay? Don't deny their feelings by your words, whether it's the silent treatment or interrupt them because you don't like what's coming out, okay? The second way that we uh, deny a person's feelings is by our walk. We just get out of there and try to avoid the conversation. Don't do that. In fact, the Bible says some very strong words against that. That's one of the best ways to invite spiritual warfare in your marriage. I didn't say that. Paul did in Ephesians chapter four, verse 26 through 27. He says, in your anger, do not sin. Well, how would you sin then? He says, here's what you do. Do not let the sun go down while you are still what? Angry. And do not, whoa, listen, look at that word there. Do not give the devil, devil a foothold. That's pretty intense, folks. The Bible clearly says this. Listen, one of the easiest ways to make your marriage worse, make the problems worse, one of the ways to say, hey, demon, spiritual warfare, come on in, come on in, is to what? Is to actually not deal with your problems in a timely manner, right? The Bible encourages us, Christian, yeah, maybe you know, need to give some time to cool off or time to think, but you've got to engage in the conversation. In fact, it says there, don't let the sun go down. If the anger, if the angst, if the, yeah, is ever going to go away, you have to deal with it. Has anybody learned this? Did you realize that your problems don't magically go away just by going to sleep? Wouldn't it be cool if it could? It doesn't work that way, okay? Going to sleep solves nothing. You have to deal with it. Don't let the sun go down in your anger. And one of the ways that we get tricked into doing that isn't just what we just saw with the silent treatment. I won't speak to him for three days. Okay, that's letting the sun go down on your anger. Don't do that. Sometimes, again, we just walk away. We get out of there. Now, this is what's interesting. When it comes to walking away from our feelings, men and women, we usually react in two different ways. Shocker. Okay, for instance, when the feelings get too intense, we men in general, listen, here's what we do. We remove ourselves by going to a cave. Okay, yeah, all right. And and, and a cave can either be, or depend on your guy, uh, could be a computer room, uh, could be a tool shop, could be a drive in the truck, okay. And again, as we saw before, sometimes it's good to give each other some time to cool off or to think about things, but it's not good when it turns into three hours or three days, that's too long, and men, we have to pay attention to our natural behavior uh, is spending time in our cave, whatever that looks like. Is that really a subtle way of denying our feelings and not dealing with the situation? Now, this is what's wild. Ladies, you do something totally different. Men will go to a cave. Listen, in general, ladies, you go to an activity. When, when the feelings get too intense, and <laughs> you, you'll go to an activity. Now, your activity could be something like just, I'm going shopping man, I'm stepping on toes, aren't I? Okay, shopping, okay? It could be talking on the phone. It could even be cleaning the house. Now, ladies, inherently, there's nothing wrong with those activities per se, uh, but just like we men, you too need to be honest with your feelings, okay? And we guys, we may not always have it together, but we can usually pick up on the sign that you're kind of upset with us when we come home and we mysteriously find the whole house completely spotless, and then we discover that in one hour, you single-handedly ironed every single stitch of clothing in the house, including the kid's underwear. And then we find you in the, go around the corner, you're on the kitchen, scrubbing the kitchen floor with a toothbrush, so fast creating friction that smoke's coming off of that baby. Okay? And, and we're not too bright, but at that point, we can figure you're kind of mad at us for something, so we ask you, but you deny, say, oh, I'm not mad, I'm not mad. And then you go off and start waxing the family dog or something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're not usually that bright, but usually at that point, we can figure something's going on okay men we go to a cave ladies you go to an activity okay and we have to recognize that sometimes these are a subtle way again you need some time to cool off time to think I grant it. but these are subtle tricks that if if you're escaping reality and if you keep it going on long enough you're going to let the sun go down and you're going to invite some serious problems in your relationship. If communication is ever gonna occur, we have to be honest with our feelings. We have got to pay attention to our words as well as our walk, don't deny them. Don't let the sun go down on your anger, amen? The third and final one we're gonna deal with today is, this sounds kinda weird, but hang with me, is beware of fixing things too soon. That's kinda strange. Well, when you understand some differences between men and women, it starts to make sense, okay? Uh, This is again in our passage in Ecclesiastes, talking about there's a time for just about everything. And including this aspect, chapter three, verse one through four says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There's a time to be born. There's a time to die. There's a time to plant and a time to uproot. There's a time to kill and there's a time to heal. Listen, there's a time to tear down. And what, man? Sometimes you got to build, right? You got to fix something. And there's a time to weep and there's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn. And yes, there is a time to Uh, to dance, although I'm not going to do that for you because I want you to pay attention. That would be a serious distraction, okay? But what we see here, folks, in the scripture uh, is the Bible says there is a time, listen to this aspect here, this is cool. There is a time to laugh, it says there, and a time to cry. Even said it a second time. There's a time to mourn, right? Now, men, pay attention to this. Did you know that when it comes to communication that sometimes, listen, that's exactly what women need. They need that time to cry or mourn, to express their feelings okay ladies pay attention to the other aspect it said there also though that there's also another time there's a time to tear down and a time to rebuild or to fix something right now ladies listen did you know that sometimes that's what a guy needs we just let us fix something we're, we're sort of good at that we'll get to that in a second okay and the reason why uh, this is true is because another God-given difference between men and women when it comes to communication. Listen to this. Women in general want to, when you're engaging in conversation, women in general want to get sympathy. Guys, we want to give solutions. Right? I'll say it again. Women in general want to get sympathy. Okay? Uh, men, we want to give solutions. In other words, when communicating, women are moved to just simply uh, express their feelings, how they feel about it. And guys, we just want to fix things. We want to solve the problem and be done with it, okay? Now, listen, guys, I'm telling you, this is huge. Because many times when we engage in conversations, our wives just simply want us to listen without saying anything or offering up a solution. They just, I'm telling you as crazy as it sounds, she just wants you to listen as she expresses her feelings, okay? And if you don't do that, she might... Express herself in an unhealthy way, like this lady did. Check this out. There's this man. He left work and headed home Friday afternoon. And, but being that it was payday, instead of going home, he stayed out for the entire weekend, and he spent his entire paycheck. And yeah, not good. And so when he finally appeared home Sunday night, he was confronted by a very angry wife. Right. And but the more he tried to talk about how uh, she tried to talk about how she felt towards his irresponsible behavior, he just continued to ignore. Her. So finally his wife stopped trying to express her outrage at his actions and simply said to him, Hey, listen, how would you like it if you didn't see me for two or three days? To which he replied, That would be fine with me. Right? And so Monday came and went and he didn't see his wife. Tuesday and Wednesday came and went. He still didn't see his wife. And come Thursday, the swelling went down just enough where he could see her out of the corner of his right eye. (laughs) now, how many guys would say that man should give his wife more time to express her feelings? Right? He ignored her and he paid the price. Okay? He didn't want to give her an ear, so she gave him a little something for his eye. Okay? Which I'm not condoning, by the way. And folks, I'm telling you, how many arguments, how many broken down communication attempts could we avoid if we would just acknowledge this God-given difference that when it comes to communicating, women, you just want us to listen. Guys, don't even try to fix it. Like this guy shares. Let's take a look. Now, when a woman is stressed out, she has to talk about it. If she doesn't talk about it, her brain will literally explode. <laughs> so she'll start just, I don't know, might have something to do with this, not know, I could have you know, I never thought about this, my brother be here to me. Never, I and, and I know men who run from their wives when they do this. <laughs> The I asking, well, why do you run from her? He says, because I don't know what to tell her. I said, Dear God, man, who told you to tell her anything? <laughs> she wants you to tell her anything. See, a lot of guys, they feel obligated when, when you start explaining all your stress, they feel obligated to fix you. Right? Because that's what a man does. A man only tells his troubles to another man in hopes that that man will help fix it. Okay? But she's not a man. And you try and fix her, she's going to kill you. All right? She doesn't want your advice. She doesn't want your help. She wants you to shut up and listen. And a couple of ladies. That's right. You tell him. Tell him to shut up. (laughs) Now, does that sound familiar or what? Okay. Man, I'm telling you, I'm still learning this thing. It, it, it sounds totally strange the way that God has wired us because we, we could see the problem. We want to fix it. We could be done with this thing. But I'm telling you, she, it, she doesn't want that. Like you said, she just wants us to listen as she expresses her feelings. She doesn't want a solution. She doesn't want us to fix it. She just wants that emotional sympathy. Now, flip it around. Ladies, pay attention. Throw us a bone once in a while, will you? It's a two-way street here okay, just as God has wired you with this need to express your feelings, so he has wired us guys to fix things, okay, so do us a favor in return, as we learn to give you an ear for sympathy, uh, give an ear, give us a chance to fix something once in a while, throw us a bone, okay, and uh, uh, because uh, believe it or not, folks, uh, (laughs) we guys are, we're pretty pretty good at spotting the obvious problem, just like that, okay, like this guy, He, he spotted it right away, let's take a look. I don't know what it is. And I'm not sleeping very well at all. And all my sweaters are snagged. I mean, all of them. Yeah, I, that sounds really hard. It is. Thank you. Ow! Oh, come on! Ow. If you would just. Don't! All right, men, this is our first uh, exercise. Repeat after me. It's not about the nail. Wow, does that make sense or what? I'm telling you, okay? Ladies, believe it or not, we guys, just like that guy, we can spot the problem pretty much like the nail coming out of your head, okay? But listen, guys, I'm telling you, she doesn't want us to get rid of the nail. As wild as that sounds, she wants to talk about the nail. Okay, she wants to talk about the nail, okay? But ladies, again, throw us a bone, okay? We are really good at spotting some problems here, okay? So throw us a bone once in a while. Let us fix something. Let us, just humor us. Once in a while, let us pull that nail out. You know what I'm saying? It's a two-way street. Just let us try. And granted, I know, ladies, that sometimes it's really hard to trust us to fix something because sometimes our repair jobs may not be up to your standards. We get the job done, but it's kind of like these guys. Like This guy fixed the kid's swing, right? As you can see there. You got that crate? You know, hey, can you got the job done. Right, and this guy, he fixed the dent in the car, right? And uh, all right, it doesn't quite match the paint. But hey, listen, the wind's not whistling through there anymore. And you can still put stuff in the trunk. Uh, this guy fixed the tailgate on the truck. See, you were just going to throw those chairs away. <laughs> and as air goes through there. It's aerodynamic. We'll improve the gas mileage, okay? Uh, the exhaust problem, we passed smog. Woo, give it up for those Pringle cans. You know what I'm saying? So we got the job done. Save some money on the mechanic. That's right. Uh, as you can see, it actually worked. Uh, and you've been complaining that the air conditioning doesn't work. <laughs> Especially here in Vegas. You got the air conditioning now, baby. Woo! Got some turbo air conditioner. Can you believe that? That's hilarious. Uh, and we made you a fire pit. Huh? Everybody else, that's fancy living, man. And listen, this guy, we made you not just a fire pit, yours gets to store the wood underneath, and it's mobile. Who's got a mobile fire pit, man? You can take yours anywhere you want in the backyard because we're guys and we're good at that stuff. Uh, in fact, we, got, we fixed that toilet problem. All you gotta do is turn the sink there, you're gonna have plenty of water to flush every time. And speaking of which, don't tell me that we men don't love you, ladies, because we finally figured out a way to get rid of that age-old argument. We're just going to duct-take that baby down. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And no more are we going to hear that. That's what we can do. Guys, we can fix stuff, can't we? You know what I'm saying? Okay, but in all seriousness, ladies, I know that's your fear, is sometimes you see how we fix things, and it scares you. Okay? But listen, do it anyway, okay? As hard as it is, listen, understand our pain in this process. As hard as it is for us to sit there and stare at that nail and not pull it out. We have the same kind of desire. Just like you, I just want to talk about the nail. We want to fix something once in a while. Okay? It's a two-way street. If you want us to give an ear for your sympathy, okay, give us an ear for our solutions. Throw us a bone, let's fix something. Okay? And this is the point, folks. When it comes to communication, it's a two-way street. If we're going to give you some some ear, listen, don't ignore them. Don't deny their feelings and don't fix things too soon. And this is the awesome news, guys. I don't care how long it's been. Even if today you're experiencing communication breakdown, if you pay attention to these simple biblical principles, you're out of communication breakdown just like that. But one last thing, we fall for a trap and, and that's this. We simply assume that we can do it some other time. We give into the trap of procrastination. We think we've got all the time in the world to talk about this or that. Oh, I'll start communicating, okay. I'll do it tomorrow. Or no, I'll wait next, after Christmas when everything calms down. Or no, our I'm gonna do something really special at our next, do it now. Do it now because listen, again, your problems don't magically disappear by going to sleep. You wake up the next day and guess what's still there? Problems, you wake up the next day and guess what's still there? You wake up three months later and you still haven't talked about it, guess what's there? Not only the original problem for three months ago, you got a whole bunch more stacked up too. You have to begin the process of communication. The longer you wait, the more it will fester in your marriage and starve your marriage of life. Listen, just like this guy, he says, only through dialogue or communication can we be saved from enmity towards one another. Dialogue is to love what blood is to the body. When the flow of blood stops, what happens to the body? It dies. When dialogue, when communication in marriage stops, that's when love starts to die. That's when resentment and hate are born. But listen, this is the miracle of communication. It can restore even a dead relationship. Just like that. It's not that hard. Folks, I'm telling you, even here at Sunrise, if we don't get a grip on this need for communication, our problems are never going to go away. That's how you get out of them. You can't skip around it. There's no shortcuts. Eye patches don't work. Okay? You've got to get around to communicating or our marriages are going to die a slow death year after year after year. But again, this is the good news. Being married doesn't mean our lives have to be filled with uh, personal pain and silent suffering. It just means it's going to take some time and it's going to take some work. And if we just get back and acknowledge we've got to learn to communicate, don't let the sun go down while you're still upset about it. Do your best. Be diligent. To deal with it before you go to sleep. And you're on your way to having a marriage built to last. Amen? Let's pray. Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But before you go, let me ask you one final question Are you sure that if you were to die today, that you go to heaven and not hell? Before you answer that, let me share a couple things with you. Did you know that the Bible says that God is holy? And that we are not and the bible also says that the wages of our sin or our unholiness is death in other words when we die and it's coming for each one of us we're all marching towards the grave at different speeds but it's going to happen the bible says therefore since the wages of our sin is death we deserve to die and go straight to hell and not to heaven and that's bad enough but to make matters worse we don't want to admit this god already knows He knows uh, all of our behavior, everything, our thoughts, what we've done, what even we're going to do. He knows it all. He's gone. Even though he already knows this, we don't want to admit this. And so out of love and mercy, God gave us something called his law or the Ten Commandments. It's kind of like his x-ray into our heart to show us what he already knows, that he is holy and that we are not. And it's this unholiness or sin that separates us from him. Let's take a look at God's x-ray, if you will, his divine law, to show us what he already knows. The 10 commandments, uh, the ninth one says this, you shall not bear false witness, okay? That's called lying, okay? And if you've ever told a lie once, which we all have, myself included, the Bible says that makes you a liar, okay? The, the another commandment says, you shall not steal, okay? Uh, and you might think, well, that's something that everybody does, and uh, receive the death penalty. But believe it or not, as we know, there is a way that a person can get off a death row. And that is if the one in authority, the governor, would grant them a pardon. Now they didn't earn it, uh, they certainly don't deserve it, and there's nothing they could do uh, to earn it because nothing can reverse their crime, okay? Yet the one in authority has that ability to grant them a pardon. Mm. Well, can I tell you something? That's what God has done through Jesus Christ. The cross was the death penalty of the day. God sent his one and only son to die on the cross, to take the death penalty in our place, and that if we would just receive his pardon for all of our sins, God is willing to allow us to get off a death row. He's willing to forgive us completely of all of our sins. That's the good news that I want to share with you. God loves you. The Bible says that God is not willing that anyone should perish but everyone come to repentance. Won't you, if that's you, call upon the name of Jesus Christ right now? Won't you ask him to forgive you for your sins? The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Won't you do that now wherever you are? Please, take God up on his amazing loving offer i'll let you down man will let you down people will let you down but god never will he wants to adopt you into his forever family he loves you he's willing to forgive you of anything and everything you've ever done past present and future it's amazing please call upon jesus now well this has been pastor billy crone of sunrise baptist church if there's anything that we can do for you please don't hesitate to ask Our number and information will come up here on the screen here shortly. And remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless. Thank you for watching this presentation from Sunrise Baptist Church. If you would like to send us a letter or any other kind of postage, you can reach us at 1780 Betty Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89156. For more information, you can give us a call at 702-452-8599